Welcome to another episode of Milkshakes and Mimosas, the only podcast that knows where the diamonds are hidden. Show me the diamond! Um, <laughs> yes, that's right. Today we're talking about dangerous lies? Lives? It's hmm. the most, it's dangerous lies, and it's the most okay. generic fucking title I think I've ever seen. Like when, uh, fucking, uh, Shark Knight 3D, when he wanted to release that movie, the director literally wanted to release that movie called Untitled Shark Movie, and that would have been a less generic title than fucking Dangerous Lies. Yeah, so Dangerous Lies starring one Camilla Mendez. Uh, last time we talked about her, aside from the podcast, we were talking about the coyotes. Coyote Lake, the coyotes. Um, and it does seem to be within her contract that uh, the characters do have a weird sex thing happen in each <laughs> movie that she's in. I, I think it's um, also in her contract that nothing happens until the last five minutes of the movie. I mean, that's being generous to the last five minutes of this movie. But anyways, <laughs> um, what? wait, what's the weird sex thing in this movie? She just is, I don't know, like a, ha- a couple have sex. That's weird. What? When did they actually even have sex? Or when they're yeah. like in the they... car? You talking about like in the car? Is no, no, no. They they come home after they. Like, oh, that's find right. Money, yeah, he go, throws oh, her on the table after they, after they fucking <laughs> bilk Elliot Gould out of his fucking money. They uh, fuck <laughs> on the coffee table. Okay, 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 okay. Let's not get ahead of ourselves too far. Uh, uh, first off, we're joined by Jason. Hello, Jason. Hi. Just you could stop listening to this right now and don't watch this movie ever. Um, have a great please time. don't stop listening we need your <laughs> listens we need them uh, <laughs> it powers my cat's love mm-hmm. so you can't stop now this did, you, is... did you bring up your, your cat because you assume that people found this podcast because of that successful cat podcast you were just on yes the percast the percast podcast if you're coming from the percast I apologize and you probably should not listen to this alright so also joined by Danny hello Danny hey how's it going <laughs> Oh, it's going good. And, you know, I had to get you on because you are, in fact, a Chicago resident. And uh, Riverdale actors only make movies in Chicago, apparently. Yeah, but um, unlike uh, fucking Archie's movie. I forget the name of that. It was such a generic fucking movie. Um, Archie's movie? The the one the one we watched with him where he had just graduated that you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, the, the, the episode where I'm the most hungover I've ever been. <laughs> um, yeah, it's called, it's called The Last Summer, I believe. Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't tell, man. You did a good job with that. And, and, you know, based on the way things are going, that might actually be true. It is the last fucking summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my um, God. It was last summer. We had no idea. Yeah. We had no so, idea of how so good So that episode, were. at least, that, um movie at least had elements of it filmed in chicago not much of it but some of it was filmed in chicago this like they at least sent a cameraman to like walk down the street at one point even if they didn't have archie actually in chicago this movie is all just like extra footage from the show fucking chicago pd like it's ridiculous how <laughs> well okay is. okay okay look before we get too far into it i want to kind of set the mood and i'm going to read a imdb user review just so we can make uh, sure we're having a fair establishment no somebody liked this, this best actor in this movie was the pigeon please see his work one hour and 19 minutes to one hour and 20 minutes if it, was, <laughs> if 
it wasn't for this pigeon, I wouldn't have finished this movie. The Fair script enough. was below par. There was no connection between the diner and Leonard. Yet the movie made it seem like there was because the detective was sus over the smallest details. <laughs> Unnecessary <laughs> characters. I think I wrote this. <laughs> Unnecessary characters who somehow had everything to do with the plot. Camilla Mendez's character, Katie, was not effectively portrayed in the scene where her husband died. While her crying was expected to be below basic, it was not expected to be this poor. Oh, shit. Oh, gosh. This movie would have only been 40 minutes long if Katie was not indecisive and didn't repeat questions that were already answered. (laughs) (laughs) Camilla's character also continuously dodged questions like, Where are the diamonds? As if the gunshots damaged her eardrums. I know the writers did it for suspense, but it did not work out well. Diamonds <laughs> appeared as if you were mining in Minecraft when the sprinklers hit them. <laughs> <Poor edit. laughs> Overall, Dangerous Lies would have been good if you threw away the cast in the script. <laughs> I'm um, just going to come out and say I'm a 40-year-old fucking man that laughed at a Minecraft joke. So <laughs> put that down. Um... I think you, you kind of blew our wad by reading that, because I don't know if we're going to do a better job of reviewing this movie than they just did. No, that was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, that's completely spot on. This movie is dog shit. Like, it is boring as fuck. Um, it, I, I would just call this, like, um, shallow grave for brain-damaged people. <laughs> like, it's fucking unbelievable. It's it's unbelievably stupid. Like, I would definitely watch the Logan Paul movies again before I'd watch this. <laughs> I saw... Uh, the Thinning and The Thinning New Order? The Thinning, yeah. Um, and what the fuck is Elliot Gould doing? What the... What did... Did he just wander onto set and not know where he was? So did, does think, somebody have new pictures of him? They, what is they told on? him this was a sequel to The Long Goodbye. <laughs> I think, he thought so this I was think, a remake of Dangerous Liaisons. He just I, thought the fucking guy got guys, fucking cut off at the, guys, after the first I think dance. That, I think that Elliot Gould is in care. Like, this is, he's actually in elderly care. And um, they tricked him into making a yeah. movie by saying they were going to do elder care. And there were these cameras there. <laughs> Elliot Gould. And then every time he was like, why are there cameras? And it's like, you're just living the old days, Elliot. This is now. There's no cameras there. We're just helping oh, no. take care of you. Take these oh, meds. Fucked up. And I really, honestly, I think they're like, Elliot Gould really will pay you like a million dollars. And all you have to do is just not get out of your fucking, your robe and just roll oh, out of bed. This whole this movie one. didn't cost a million dollars. Okay. So the general plot Fair of this movie, uh, the movie begins where um, people are at a diner and uh, Camilla Mendez is like, oh, why are you sleeping on this diner place? And the boy's all like, I'm doing I, university. I already have then, a question. No. I yes. already have a question. Why, why are they pretending they don't know each other? Um, well, have you is ever... it just like a weird I don't know. I don't know if like your a... love life is so bereft of excitement <laughs> that you don't participate in role play. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. After making me watch Showgirls, um, <laughs> I'll never get an erection again. So, uh, I mean... They just they just really like the song Escape, the Pina Colada song. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't, oh, I don't, that... I don't understand the, the point Yeah, of that, okay. But... So, anyways, so they're there, and then all of a sudden, like, a guy comes in, and he's like, I'm gonna shoot this lady. I'm gonna shoot this lady. I'm no wait, t- wait, time out. We're not. We don't need to go through this like minute by minute. But we do mention that she goes on her like fifteen minute break and they go have <laughs> sex in their. They vault. go fuck in the fuck in the car in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, that's what they did on their break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that, uh, she said, yeah, "My so five minute break is up. I have to get back inside." <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know it was supposed to take a 15 minute, but I'm only taking a five. I only need five? <laughs> <laughs> so they, after uh, smashing the nasties, they end up going back into the uh, diner, which is being robbed. Uh, the robbery is stopped by uh, El Hero Man, uh, who is the husband of Camilla Mendez, uh, and he was also the university student. Don't know why they didn't just go, yo, hubby, what up? Because, like, all of my notes are like, oh, these guys got together after this, like, crazy Yeah, I experience. thought there was, like, I thought it f- went into the future. Like, I thought it kind of was like, oh, this is their meet cute, and then... <laughs> Remember when is... you bashed that guy's skull in? The other confusing thing about them meeting is he's pretending 
to be like a philosophy major or something like that. When no, he's going MBA, isn't he? No, no, no. But the conversation they have uh, is all about like okay. humanity and philosophy and like. So I'm like, so what? She's like turned on by things you can't get a job yeah. from majoring in. I mean, I think there's plenty to criticize this, but you definitely take different. Even if you're going for your MBA, you might take some fucking you know philosophy class. You know what I mean? As, as someone who has an MBA, you definitely do not take philosophy classes. But you could take all an elective that you could take an elective that's like a philosophy. You know okay, what I'm saying? This all, is all, the most boring, boring conversation possible. <laughs> no, the most boring. I just com- watched that's this movie. fucking false. The most boring conversations <laughs> happen in this film. False. What do you want us to do? Have an exciting conversation about this fucking giant pile piece of shit? Okay, so we then learned that they're having many problems. And I didn't mean to flex there by being like, I have an MBA. No, it's too late. It's too late, humble brag. I I, I ruined it. It's not like I do anything with it. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you do. You, 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 you know, go on the internet and apply for one job, and then you're like, fuck it. Now I gotta rob an old man. This is this is because that's my only option. Is that one fucking job? Danny, we've all played D and D with you, and when we do the roll call, and everyone goes, my ex, my blah, you always go, and my MBA, and we're like, dude, we're in a fantasy world. Like, why? Why are you bringing that to the table? Oh. No, you have your MBA. It's open up. Oh, we get it. Now, it. how's it going to sl- slay this gelatinous cube, dude? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, can my unemployment slay this gelatinous cube? <laughs> You're not going to slay the jazz cube. You're just going to fucking work it to death until it gives up on life. And Speaking of gelatinous cube. crumples under wage slavery. That's what. Speaking of gelatinous cubes, the husband, he can't find a job. But Camilla is working, and she is working as Elliot Gould's caretaker. Can we, can we back up a minute? Oh, my God. How long is this fucking podcast going to <laughs> I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand why they're like, hey, you are the hero they of this fucking... Uh, we, you be, be, beat this dude... Hey, hey, pay attention. All right? <laughs> you, <laughs> you beat this dude to near death with a fucking frying pan and you're the hero of this moment but now that's causing a strife like eight months down the road like i didn't understand how that um caused him to drop out of school like i didn't understand like where we made that leap i didn't understand why i'm gonna guess it's probably misdirected aggression uh because he's getting an mba like i think that's what it's all about Mm, okay okay gotcha so anyways, he can't get a job. Camille Mendes is working. She's working with for Elliot Gould, and Elliot Gould lives in a house, and the house is giant and old, and it's supposed to be, like, an impressive house, but, like, it just looks like your grandma's house if your grandma owned, like, a three-story bedroom house in Chicago. <laughs> well, that's um, the weird thing, is they couldn't decide if this house, like, they have the the upstairs foyer that has, like, a stained glass uh, ceiling, and then, like you said, you go to the outside, and it's like, yeah, it's like a kind of big rundown house <laughs> yeah pretty much and this is the kind of house that has more dead bodies in it than the bates motel um, so many fucking people meet there and hoarding this fucking treasure in the attic like an ancient red fucking dragon there's like <laughs> piles of money there's fucking diamonds there's fucking it's insane i am the great red dragon this is my becoming you may not steal from this my is the home. tree that got planted when i was one do you see do you see? Do you see? Ride with me for my pleasure. Somebody um. comes into my house in the middle of the night. Do you see? Oh, oh this is the greatest podcast episode ever. Uh, anyways, uh, some guy shows up to be like, I want to buy this home. And like, he's talking to Camilla Mendez, and Camilla Mendez is like, No, man, he's not going to sell this house. I mean, look at this tree. He loves this tree. He's definitely not in super elder care and probably could use the money and probably might actually sell his house no of course not he doesn't talk about being lonely all the time no no he would never sell his house and then like the guy who's like <laughs> sketch as hell is all like mm, right. but i have an interest <laughs> in this place could i be a villain this and is our like, first like hint that camille mendez's character is like brain dead because <laughs> within two minutes you could tell this dude's a rapist like he's... well like i thought i thought this dude was like a mob boss or something like i thought like yeah. a mob no. like i thought he's... this was like 
I thought it was going to be something interesting where it's like, oh, this mobster, he wants <laughs> to was... own this house. This mobster loves this house. I don't know why, but this is where they killed Sonny Two Fingers. And that's why he always wants to be You thought something here. was going to be interesting? Uh, that was your first mistake. <laughs> so this this actor is played by Cam Gajandit, who is fantastically named. Cam Gajandit? <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me something about him. He's <laughs> fantastically named. Well, he, uh, here's, here's, something, here's something about him. Then he was in the movie Burlesque, and he's much better in that. That movie's terrible, but he's much better in that than he is in this. I Damn. Mean... Uh, I'm going to say probably like a mid-warm take. I don't know. I, I, would, I would guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyways, he wants the house, so there's Weird shady shit going on. She uh, is having money troubles, so she goes to Elliot Gould. Well, not really goes to. She hangs out on his fucking porch in the middle of the goddamn night. And then Elliot Gould comes down and is like, Oh, I was going to hit you with a bat. It's totally cool that you're hanging out on my porch at like four in the morning. Anyway, so she they have this meeting where she's like, Oh, my money. And we later learn she's been working there like four months. Four months. It's not like... It's, it's not, not like... They've known each other forever. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not like a long. They don't. This is just some random lady who showed up. Uh, who knows? Maybe she tricked him into thinking that it's been like twenty years because he has dementia or something. <laughs> who knows? Um, but um, he, she is like talking about money, and Ellie Gould's all like, "I'm gonna give you money, man. I was in the long goodbye. I got some money saved up. I can no. just give you some money, man." Why is, why is Elliot Gould now talking like a like Italian gangster? I have got the one accent. I know what I got. So you got the deal with it. Uh, Ellie Gould's like, uh, can you please just kill me so I can be done being in this fucking movie? Coincidentally, um, he helps them out by giving them an above average paycheck. Also, Tyler, like, this was the beginning of me realizing this movie had no idea how anything worked. Is She's hired by this agency, so she's sort of like a temp. So instead of him paying the agency and then paying her, he writes out a personal fucking check to her every week. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, oh, she yeah. Al- oh, also her husband gets a job being the gardener. Because uh, he can't. Because uh, uh, he garden. I'm already bored of this fucking talking about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he gar he gar he garden. What he garden you need sore. to know about the husband, which we haven't been emphasizing is enough, is he's a moron. Yeah, whenever <laughs> any situation happens, he reacts in the most obnoxious, worst <laughs> way possible. This fucking dude, this fucking dude is such a baby. He's yeah. like a baby that fucking grew up into it. He has like Robin Williams fucking disease from that movie, so, Jack, where he so, becomes a man in like three days. Yeah, so Jack is uh, Jack is doing the gardening. And, oh my uh, god, what if money. this was supposed to be a remake of Big and they cut the scenes that showed that he was a fucking child? Uh, yeah, oh no, Camilo Mendes. No. God. No. And instead of being um, a little boy that wants to... Yeah, well, I guess he does fuck a grown woman. Just like <laughs> Just right, like big. He, well, he's so... a child that has sex with an adult, just like the movie Big. They do not. They do not uh, <laughs> copulate in Big. Yeah, okay. He takes he takes her home, and she's a little put off by the fact that he has bunk beds. Yeah, uh-huh. they jump on the fucking piano, and then they jump on each other. That's all, right, all right, all right, Oh uh, well, okay. Was anyone from Riverdale in Big? Could we go for Big? No, it's the opposite. Everyone's fifty years old, pretending to be ten years old. <laughs> All right, Elliot Gould dies after giving them a big check. They do the big check, and they're like, oh, we got this big check. We got this money. It's going to be fine. We'll just give him the difference tomorrow. Oh, shit, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. It's tomorrow, and he's dead. Oh, well, that's too bad. Oh, whoa, what's this? A big pile of money? Oh, wow, there's a whole bunch of money in here. All right, we're just going to take this money and bring it to a safety deposit box and put it in the safety uh, deposit box, and then, like, a mysterious detective lady is going to show up. You're just trying to now rush through the plot so we yeah. can't add no, anything so, else. So, basically, <laughs> the, the husband convinces her like, they haven't done anything wrong. And the husband's like, hey, what if we just were as sketchy as possible? You know? like, Well, he, they find him dead. And she's like, oh, my God, he's dead. And then the husband's like, oh, I wonder what he was hiding up here. Let's go through his shit. Like, yeah. in two minutes. I was like, this dude's definitely somehow a criminal, right? Like, that's what I thought they were setting up to is like, oh, he's callous because he's like a sociopath and he's like really in it, in, in all this, which they kind of like try to make you believe it is. But no, he's just a regular dude and he was just like, fuck it, let's take his money. 
So everything falls apart immediately. Yeah. When you think about it. It's true. Anyway, so they set up a funeral <laughs> for the man Fuck and uh, for Mr. Gould. Mr. Gould uh, we're has all, we're a funeral. Quarant- What's your rush, Andrew? We're all quarantined. Where do you have to be? <laughs> no, I'm in with Andrew. Let's get this shit over with. <laughs> no, I'm not. no, no, no. The podcast is still going to go on. I just want to get through this stupid plot so I can make fun of it. Okay. <laughs> okay. They go to the funeral. The funeral is sad. Well, it's not really because, like, no one shows up except for his lawyer. Oh, I guess he they has a lawyer tea. now. And whoa, they drink tea a out of a paper will. cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that let's was, ha- like, some the one moment that I cup. liked in this movie. You liked the tea? Of that I liked the tea. I thought that was cute. Couldn't, nice. couldn't afford a mug? She just stole, like, $100,000 for the man. She couldn't <laughs> have bought mugs. full of fucking right. hot tea. Based on how little respect they had for the dead, I'm surprised they weren't, like, drinking it out of his eye sockets. True. Anyway, so a lawyer comes up and the lawyer's <laughs> like, hey, there was a will. Oh, it's a will. Whoa, who could it be for? It's for you. And they're like, what? The will is for us? Wow. And then uh, since uh, this man was very lonely and nobody has talked to Elliot Gould since a long goodbye, um, there's no one to contest the will. Uh, so they now own this house and they just go and they hang out in the house and they're like, wow, it's cool in this house. But everything's mysterious because everyone's all like, what the fuck's going on? Like, there's some shit going on. They're being followed by El Creepador who wants to buy it for a mob boss. Just kidding. He's actually a thief. We'll talk about that later. Well, actually, let's just talk about it now. A whole bunch of shit happens. And the only thing that's important is that this Creepador, he actually was part of a mine a mine? No. No Minecraft jokes. He's part of a diamond theft, and he shot his accomplice, and his accomplice used to be the gardener for Elliot Gould, and the accomplice then went bleh and died in Elliot Gould's, like, house, and since Elliot Gould apparently, like, doesn't check the crawl spaces or anywhere around, he <laughs> just had a dead body. This reservoir dog fucking stole Mr. fucking... Mr. fucking Green, or whatever the fuck he is, <laughs> stole his fucking diamonds and hid them in Elliot Gould's fucking right. attic. Now, and then he now, died. wait, wait. And then he died. What you're saying makes more sense. At one point, uh, Camelia Mendez says the guy was in the living space above the garage, which makes <laughs> oh, even less sense. <laughs> so wait, so he was living, he was a gardener that was like an on-site living gardener above, like, the garage. And then Elliot Gould never thought to check above the garage when he never came back again. He wasn't like, gee, I wonder if this guy's dead where he lives. <laughs> Elliot Gould is probably like, oh, man. That... He's like, I just got a sick deal on some gardening. I'm not going to send anyone to investigate this. Based on what happens in this house, it's probably a fucking normal occurrence. Oh, another dead body in this house. Well, since uh... the guy didn't cash what was at least like three months worth of paychecks, Elliot Gould did get some sweet deals on gardening. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Elliot Gould's like, well, he didn't cash no tricks, so, uh, boop it's fine. He's, uh, he's definitely not in my garage. <laughs> that's why they find the chest of assorted $1 bills in the corner that adds up the fucking... He has uh, he has a hundred thousand dollars in one dollar bills in a fucking. He was gonna have the most epic strip club night. Camilla, <laughs> I want you to take me to the strip club one last time. One last time, but my brain is still good. Take me to the strip club. Wheel me into the back room. <laughs> It'll be the real long goodbye. Come on. <laughs> Anyway, so um, it turns out that the person who showed up with the will is actually... Oh, spoilers, by the way. (laughs) No. Spoilers, by the way. The person who was the fake lawyer... Well, actually, she was a real public defendant. So she wasn't a lawyer, but she was a public defendant. I guess she's a lawyer. Mm, Alan's not here, so fuck it. We'll get all of her. No, no, no. She was a lawyer. It was also unclear. She went to law school to to pull the scam, she says. She put herself to become a public defender to pull the scam off. She paid her way through law school. Yeah, I was unclear whether she became a public defendant because she said ten. She said I put in my time ten years as a public defendant to get these diamonds, and I'm just like, what? Also, there's this thing where she's like, uh, uh, he chose me on the internet because he liked my name. Oh, your name is Barrett, his favorite poet. Is that her real name? Like, I don't understand. Or did she choose that name because she knew it was his favorite? Like, I don't understand the, that. Anyway, so it was a fake will. <laughs> Agreed. Um, Agreed about that part being stupid. Thank you for remembering that. 
I mean, uh, all all parts of this are stupid. Let's not be uh, fooling. I am curious about this pigeon though, because I missed that. So he, maybe he's pretty good. Did um, you guys see who directed this movie? Michael Scott. Yeah, yes. Michael. Scott. Yeah, I did. I yeah. saw that, and I was like, "You fucker!" Like I knew Michael Scott was it. <laughs> Never trusted him. Um, but yeah, so then there's a shootout where the guy who wants the diamond shows up. Oh, but also before that happens. Um, in the most random scene of all time, <laughs> Camilla Mendez's boss founds out about like him, her getting paid more, and like the like the husband becoming a gardener. So Camilla Mendez's boss like shows up at one point and goes, oh, "How could you do this? You're gonna go to jail. I'm a, you're abusing these old people. Blah 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 blah." And then she closes the door on him. And then instead of like I don't know like actually calling the cops or like waiting for the police to do anything, he just shows up in the middle of the night and like starts creeping up the stairs after them. And like, this is where some weird creepy stuff has already happened. So they're a little bit like touchy. And then uh, all of a sudden it goes, and basically he's like Mr. Arbogast from the, the psycho. And he just like rolls down a, Why is rolls he down in a the set house? of they never stairs. Explain this. He's in the they house never... looking for clues. Cause he's a moron. What the fuck? <laughs> clues? What? That they killed Elliot Gould? I don't understand. Who does he think he is? He wants to prove that they were taking advantage of this Elliot Gould, so which seems a stupid. thing that is impossible to do now that the guy is dead. Yeah, what are you going to do? Find her diary? Dear diary. <laughs> Dear diary. I really, really am going to kill fucking Elliot Gould. <laughs> no, they're going to find Elliot Gould's diary. It's just going to say, I miss being ah! on MASH. Even the Ocean Eleven's movies gave me some stuff to do. What am I doing here? As a side note, if your name is Michael Scott and you're going to direct a movie, if you have any balls, you're going to name one of the characters Michael Scarn and call this, like, <laughs> Agent Level Threat Midnight or whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. Why, if, why wasn't this based on one of the fake scripts from The Office? That would have been amazing. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry, Andrew. I know you're upset. But so, you made us watch this, so... I'm not upset. I'm not upset. I've just never seen an episode of The American Office. Oh, well. It's a great show. Okay, that is the most hipster thing I've ever heard. What? No, that's not I mean, intentional. I'm not, like, doing it, like, on purpose. I'm well, not, you, know, like, you know what? We can have a talk about The Office. I mean, I know there's some people who don't like The American Office, but it's, you know, Steve Carell's a fucking okay. gem. That's Sorry, like I could have also said I've not seen The British Office either. I'm not, like, oh. some elitist. Like, I've not seen either office. Like, okay, I'm not just trying I to thought you like... meant you only will watch The British Office. You're like, yeah, I only listen to The Office on vinyl. <laughs> I yeah. only listen to it on vinyl. I don't even watch it. I just listen to it. I need the pops and the hisses <laughs> when I'm listening to The Office. I like how that just turned into a Quentin Tarantino uh, <laughs> I didn't, I I didn't like, say the N-word. So I, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I only like the British office, okay? It's so much yeah. more funny with Ricky Gervais, okay? <laughs> and if, if it had been a Quentin Tarantino quote, it would have gone on for like five more minutes straight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Anyways, okay. the guy who was a diamond thief shows up and he's like, I'm going to shoot your husband and I'm going to shoot you. Where are the diamonds? Where, where are the diamonds? And then uh, there's a shootout because also the husband has a gun and they go pew, 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 pew. And then like he husband gets shot and husband's like, oh, I'm dying. And then the guy's like, wahaha, I killed you. And then he gets shot by the husband who's like, no, I'm going to shoot you one more time. Blah. Everyone in this movie has the best aim. They Whether do, they it's do have with frying pans or guns, they just find the target. True, true. <laughs> this is the true, true. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're all murdered. Um, and then um, the mm-hmm. mysterious Columbo uh, detective shows up. Uh, like, I honestly, I'm calling her the Columbo detective because, like, every scene, I, like, swear it it just about ended with one more thing. Just, <laughs> just one more thing. My favorite thing from that character is there's the scene where she shows, she's talking to her about the fact that her husband left because he said that the fucking police called him. And the police didn't call him, Right. And she's like, she's a detective, and she's like, well, the police didn't call him. Somebody wanted your husband out of the house. Okay, bye, peace! Like, <laughs> what the fuck? You're a detective for the police office. But it's okay, because then the fake lawyer shows up who did all that public defending. Turns out she was an accomplice, and she wanted the diamonds. Mm-hmm. Where are the diamonds? So now <laughs> and she's it's got, unclear uh, 
it, the movie is so poorly written, it is unclear if she was just an accomplice after the fact, after this guy was in jail and needed a public defender, or whether she literally had, like she said, because she says, 10 years, you know, earning my keep, working, paying my dues as a public defender. And I'm like, paying your dues for what? Public defender doesn't end with a big shiny chest of gold. It ends <laughs> with more public defending. So the only way that sentence makes sense is if it's like, as Jason said, where she literally, this was a 10-year plan. <laughs> put herself through fucking... Past the bar. Yeah. <laughs> she fucking studied. Yeah. She fucking went into insurmountable debt, which I'm assuming is why she fucking needs the diamonds. Maybe yeah. she just needs, yeah. maybe this is just a story of her wanting to pay off her fucking college loans. Yeah, this, this whole is movie like... is just about how shitty student loans are. <laughs> uh, plausible. Plausible. But yeah. it's fine because Columbo lady shows up and she goes, bam, one more uh, thing. Here's a bullet to the gut. And then boom. Shoots her in like <laughs> twice in these like terrible uh, CGI gunshots. Did you notice not only were they terrible CGI sun gunshots, but Byron Kim gets this is straight from my notes. Byron Kim gets two shots, but they show her from the back, and she already has the second shot in her upper back. And then they cut to the detective, and the detective shoots her, and then the shot goes through that part again. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> She's dead eye, man. Like she goes, like bam, take that uh, spleen. Oh, she God. shot her, she, so she shot her in the stomach. And then when they show from the back, there's two bullet holes. So I guess this woman just happened to already be wearing a dress with a bullet hole in it, and the detective <laughs> shot her right through the bullet hole. <laughs> That's the best fan theory ever. <laughs> this is for one of my more dangerous public defending. It's all worth Jesus it for these Christ. diamonds. <laughs> Show me the diamonds. We're the diamonds. Um, and then what um, was that accent? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, but it's fine. Uh, Camilla Mendez gets to keep the house, even though it was a fake will. I guess she just didn't mention that. And now she's gonna have a baby. Woo! There's a baby. Here's a baby. And the detective goes and she's like, "I just want you to know the case is closed." You sure you didn't find them diamonds though? Hmm. Where the diamonds? Where the diamonds? Not looking at you, but where are the diamonds? And then uh, Camilla Mendez says, "Nope, just me and the baby planting trees. No diamonds here." And she like pats her tummy, and then the the movie ends with a sprinkler going off that showcases the diamond. The diamonds are there they because her husband's out. genius hiding spot. <laughs> <laughs> Was to put them under one millimeter of dirt. <laughs> you know what I really um, hate about this? Out of movie? the bag. They were like out of the bag. They were like perfectly where like the bag was there and they're like a trail of diamonds. So like he didn't even close the bag. Anyways, sorry. No, you're fine. No, my, 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 um, the thing I hate the most about this fucking movie, it's not like the stupid acting, the imbecilic script, the fucking... All, all that shit, everything we've already mentioned, it's that if you Google this movie, and thanks to Danny, um, he posted one of these articles, there's like a thousand articles online, uh, Dangerous Lies, Ending Explained. What? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You don't need anything explained about this movie. There's nothing to explain. There's nothing to break down about this fucking movie. I know we're doing an already a 30-minute fucking podcast about this movie, but there's nothing to talk about except to make fun of this movie. There's nothing. Nothing happens. Nothing happens that makes sense, at least. I, I, I mean, don't... I thought the plot made sense. It does not make sense whatsoever. How so? How so, Jason? Well, um, nothing fucking, I, I mean, you can go read my IMDb review about this, which you already read on the air to get an insight on this, but, you know, um, it's not mine. I don't want to take credit, but, um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we, we should, we should give the, if you have it, we should give the username that, yeah, that, that genius it's not review. Me. It's not me. Um, but they're dead on, like, the, they set up as if, like, the shit in the diner has anything to do with later in the plot, and it really doesn't. Um... There's no, re there's no, like I said, this is fucking, like, if you have a movie that's like this, right? Like, I'm thinking, um, I think I mentioned, um, Shallow Grave, um, if you're, th I'm thinking of, like, um, even No Country for Old Men is kind of like this, Simple Plan, like a movie about somebody who finds money in a bad way and needs it, 
and it continues to like spiral. That's the kind of movie this is trying to be, right? We agree on that? Yeah. 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 You need to like spend time in motivation of understanding why the characters need the money or like they you have they have to be you have to be able to put yourself in the position of these characters but unfortunately they're so fucking stupid and everything they do is so stupid like I'm like can you just shoot these fucking people in 2 minutes like who cares well, they everything that have... the husband does is so dumb it's unbelievable it's unbelievable yeah, and, and you're like unbelievable. You the... <laughs> wow! Like, there's both the problem that, like you said, the, it seems like the stakes for them are not high enough that they should be taking all these risks. Where they talk about them having like student loan debt and credit card debt, and I'm like, okay, so you have the amount of debt that literally every single person under forty. <laughs> she, he's like, she's like, we should give the money back so we're not fucked, and he's like, no, we shouldn't, and she's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and then also he That's makes, like every scene in this movie. Yeah, when the reason... So, um, we didn't emphasize it during the summary, but the uh, Camila Mendez decides about with about 20 minutes left that her husband must be some kind of criminal and must be setting I mean, up a double is. cross. And the reason that makes sense is because he spends the whole movie just being the worst person ever. Like, Well, he, and, and also, um, you know, he's he shares a name with one of... Um, uh, the Shawshank Redemption's greatest characters, uh, Red, uh, as in Red fucking Herring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dave, that's a great point. Like, this is a movie that could have had a sensical outcome, but instead they do a twist that m- makes the rest of the film make no fucking sense yeah. whatsoever. And they- <laughs> I, I want to mention that the actor that plays her husband, which is Jesse Usher, is a terrible actor. He's one of the is worst Is that Usher's... Actors- brother no he's, no relation he's, he's actually not terrible in the boys the, the oh really he's in the, yeah he's in the he's in the boys and he plays a train but like in that yeah the, he's in great the, in that show yeah i've and, only seen now, this and independence day resurgence now to but be fair dog in, shit scripts though like, that's they're, they're bad they're bad scripts but also in the boys most of what he plays is somebody who's like super drugged up and just like runs through ladies so like maybe that's not a joke, by the way. He literally runs through a woman in that yeah. show. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, he could just be that in real life. So, like, maybe he... Maybe <laughs> he runs through people in real life. Um, no, but he's, like, pretty good in The Boys. Like, the scene yeah, where he he's, like, good. trying he's... to, like, defend himself and shit is, like, in trying to... Like, he does a good job with that, like, mental anguish of knowing he's full of shit but still not being able to admit it. You know what I mean? In that uh, statement, no, no, I of course also... don't. I of course don't live my entire life like that. No, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know I was, what you're talking about. I was going to say that's a statement that can also describe his character in this. Yeah, but no, no. But again, like the problem here is this script is was written by somebody with mush for brains. You know, like it, it makes. Uh, or maybe they're just fucking lazy. Like maybe maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe they're not to, stupid. They're just fucking lazy. To be fair, this is I one think, of the laziest scripts of all fucking time. I think to to, to in in like all fairness, like I feel like these are the kind of Netflix original movies that are kind of just made. Like they are, yeah. o- they're only made to take up a slot in their weekly release date and for people to just watch because they need something new on Netflix constantly. So like, I don't feel like it's like intentionally garbage, but it just mm. is. Yeah, but like, like that's it's the just same intentionally as mediocre. Almost. The the Hallmark style Christmas movies that Netflix makes, and I don't know if. Any of you have ever seen the Christmas Elevator? I forget the actual name of it, <laughs> but there's a movie where two people meet in an elevator for Netflix, and there's a sequel. And <laughs> I'm it's... sorry, wait, did you, did you just make that up? Christmas no, 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 um, for real. <clears throat> it's funny you should say that because David Golden, the writer <laughs> of this movie, um, has written the following movies as well: um, Christabel Festival of Ice, a TV movie. Um, Angel Falls, a novel holiday, the TV movie. <laughs> Reunited at Christmas, the TV movie. A uh, Godwin Christmas, a TV movie. Marrying Father Christmas, oh, a TV yeah, I was movie. About to say, I hope you're going to say Christmas and Angel Father Falls, Christmas. a TV movie. Engaging Father Christmas, a TV movie. <laughs> Home for Christmas Day, a TV movie. 
<laughs> oh, you thought it was done? No, yeah. there's about 15 fucking more Christmas specials for TV. Uh, so this guy so is do the you one. Think, do you think he just removed Christmas from a script and just <laughs> Dangerous <wrote murder>? Christmas <laughs> Lies? This was called Dangerous Christmas Lies? Oh my god, 100%. Now, so there's the thing. This is the kind of guy that gives those Christmas movies... For TV, yeah, they're all Hallmark show. They're all Hallmark, yeah, Hallmark yeah. Show movies. But yeah. occasionally you get ones like like the the one I can't remember the name of about the meeting in the elevator or um the the night before Christmas with a K for Netflix, which are Whoa. which are like yeah, totally the formula, but they're super enjoyable and like you can tell that like the cast is actually like having a good time delivering. You know, like the lines are like cheesy in a fun way like this wasn't cheesy in a fun way like this could have been what's that fucking will ferrell one a deadly adoption but instead it's just boring i you're just making things up but anyways (laughs) there's apparently there's an american office and now there's something called the deadly what deadly spawn no no no. the deadly adoption was a, a will ferrell made for a lifetime movie that's kind of sounds amazing to be honest with you. I think I think like um I think maybe it's time to have a larger discussion about how Riverdale has screwed over these actors. Oh. Like because like again, like we've seen Camilla Mendez, like she can actually like in Riverdale when she's given like a good script, which happens once every three seasons, um, and she has some good lines to pull, she can pull some good lines, but like her is getting stuck in like these kind of movies on like Coyote Lake, which was like a really also really bad movie that had all the racial sensitivity of the newest Rambo movie. Um, <laughs> there was... Of actually Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> of real life Sylvester Stallone. But and, and, and then we watched like Jason Blossom who got stuck in Madame of Purity Falls, like that uh, that Okay, to be uh, honest, that was amazing. I'll be honest, man, Pure Falls, way better fucking movie than this. Uh, to be fair, I don't know how much then, Riverdale has affected Jason Blossom's career since he's in the show as a corpse. Yeah, okay, maybe. But then KJ Appa has kind of got stuck with, like, kind of, like, duds, like, you know, what he's in right now. Did that, did that religious one come out, the, like, singer one? I still believe, yes, it has come out, and I have not watched it yet. Uh, the other thing that they get stuck in is, like, pretty bland romantic comedies, like um, Five Feet Apart, which was just, like, a prequel to 2020. Uh, <laughs> and then um, there was also... Uh, Do you what think the if sun... we rewatched Five Feet Apart now, it would be, like, the best movie ever? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure uh, we're going to do a five feet apart commentary soon, and I'm going to try and get Tori back on for that. Yes. I, um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't think – I think this just gives the money. Like, I don't think they'd be in anything better, really. You know what I mean? Like, you think that they I would guess, really be – I guess you're right because I guess the market for teen actors and teen performances is just, is just very dog different. shit. Yeah, I guess it's dog um, shit right now. I guess Lily Reinhart has done pretty well with like being in Hustlers and like being an actual good good stuff. Yeah, right? yeah and yeah, I think and, um, I think in general, like being a teen actor has kind of been replaced with like being a YouTube celebrity. So I guess I guess you're right. Well, because um, even Cheryl Blossom has her own YouTube page. Yeah, Madeline Patch does have a good uh, YouTube channel. Um, that is kind of fun. But yeah, and she I, she I like the one where been... she goes to the Queen uh, the the Queen Mary boat looking for ghosts. Yeah, find them ghosts, girl. Um, and uh, it, it's, I guess it is just a different landscape because, like, I feel like in, like, uh, I would say, like, maybe even, like, the early 2000s, late 90s, they would probably find themselves in, like, kind of, like, a prestige horror movie. Like, right. that. that's kind right. of what would happen. And I guess in the Bloom, the Bloomhouse model, they don't really play on uh, established actors as much as they do now. Because, like, I and feel teen like... teen horror isn't really... Um, firing on all cylinders yeah, right now. Yeah, you know, you're right, you're right. What was the last teen horror movie, Wish Upon? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, no, there's obviously like, other ones, but... Here's the only movie starring teenage, horror starring teenagers that I can think of that's coming out in the next two years is that Craft remake, because it's a remake of an existing property. You know, like, in terms of new movies starring teenagers that are horror, like, what, Gretel and Hansel? 
Mm. Well, they they do still make like cheap cheap slashers. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but they're all starring like... na- they're all starring nameless twenty somethings. Like they yeah, don't, exactly. they don't do the high school set horror as much anymore. Right, exactly. everyone in Riverdale is forty seven as we established. So <laughs> yeah, but for some reason they can only play fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's kind of unfortunate, but I think fortunate for the show because it leads to uh, hilarious episodes. I mean, I guess you could have fucking had KJ Apa play the daughter in Hereditary, and that would have been fucking <laughs> fun. So, no. <laughs> no. No. The actress in Hereditary did a great job. She did, she did. She, she did not right. be She's replaced phenomenal. by KJ Apa, the human cardboard. Um... <laughs> See, I've kind of, I've kind of come around on KJ Apa. I sort of feel like oh, so he's taking you hostage and you're you're in Stockholm <laughs> syndrome. KJ Apa would have punched the fuck out of that pole before. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he is the brother would have just gone around punching the poles to make sure that they wouldn't damage them. <laughs> is there any nuts? That scene where he's I'm laying in bed crying, he's like, "Fuck this, I'm getting up and I'm punching some poles while the parents are fighting." <laughs> Oh my god, the end of the end of hereditary but so, punch. I was people. thinking, um, actors who played teenagers did a lot of horror movies in the nineties, late nineties, but the other thing they did was a lot of teen rom coms, which I, I don't feel like they put in theaters anymore. I think those go direct to Netflix or Hulu now. Yeah, that and do they and even that's go to Netflix? Like, what's the what's the teen rom com that's come the out? The one we watched with uh, the last Camila well, oh, that okay. wasn't really a comedy, but the one we watched with Camilla, uh, where where she plays like the rich girl, and then uh, the guy oh like drives people God, around. Oh my God! The perfect date. Yeah. The second most hungover I've been on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I but even so, like that's not like a thing like it used to be. Like, yeah. you know no, what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, it does also fulfill another one of these like Netflix slots, right? Yeah. But like, it's not. That's not. I mean, like the teenagers are watching shit with series about kids who fucking committed suicide and crazy shit they're not really even watching like innocent teen rom coms let's be real the teenagers are watching twitches and let's be real the the teenagers are like planning the revolution and doing things with their lives (laughs) right right yeah exactly exactly they're prepared to like get the russian revolution on Via TikTok. We'll get to yeah. eat the rich. <laughs> they're the playing the revolution via TikTok. Yeah, they're planning the revolution to install Gritty as dictator for life. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm with that. When is Gritty going to get his Fuck own it. movie? I think I think it's the Netflix model is really interesting because like these the, we keep kind of getting caught in that web because I guess because in some countries like um, Riverdale's a Netflix original, so they kind of have their foot in with Netflix uh, people and pe- they can see that Riverdale is getting washed mm. a lot on Netflix. Therefore, like yeah. they'll put these actors in. They're like, but, hey, do you want to stay in Canada during the summer and film some more shit? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, I, I figure this probably actually was made in Chicago. But dude, uh, if this move, if if any of these actors set foot in Chicago to film this movie, I'll chop off my own dick and eat it. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. Um, <laughs> I mean. I'm not looking it up because I don't want that to happen. That the case. Um, Live on air. <laughs> I guess I gotta pay up. <laughs> Why did I sound like Barney Rubble? <laughs> That's what you sound like after you chopped your dick off. <laughs> uh, if I want to keep my integrity on a fucking podcast about... I'm, I'm Riverdale. Really, I guess I'm I really, gotta drop my dick off. You got I'm, me. I'm really glad that there is a potential that someone came from a wholesome cat podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to get, to get Again, this. fuck your cat. Uh, Nobody likes your cat. Fuck it. 4737. <laughs> you know, I, I have Stop to say, I've been having, about your cat. I, I listen to your your awesome cat podcast and really enjoyed it but i have been having the worst allergies of my life since then mm, right so i think it's like psychosomatic cat allergies mm-hmm. what danny's saying is fuck your cat <laughs> uh, okay that's that's a minute 48 <laughs> uh, you're gonna swiss cheese this entire episode <laughs> no it's just gonna be hello i am jason and this <laughs> is my opinion what was up with that pigeon? It was the best part of the movie. I really love cats. 
And now you guys, you guys just presented the dialogue from this movie. <laughs> Call me I would Jellicle. fuck a cat. Call me Jellicle, Jason. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely make it to the heavy side lair. Um. <laughs> I really wish fucking Idris Elba fucking disappeared me onto that fucking boat before this fucking I had to watch this I would love to rewatch Cats and then Jason shows up just like what the hell am I doing here it's like I don't know you said you were a cat on a podcast once so I guess you're a cat James Corden's like now I'm the second fattest motherfucker in this movie oh oh (laughs) okay so (laughs) I guess we've reached the end of this Jellicle podcast um about a truly truly awful movie um does anybody have anything else left to say that i didn't give anyone a chance to no i'm i'm being dead serious i would watch those those thinning movies again before i would watch this it's this movie is boring and everyone is stupid and it's just frustrating and Hey I mean, guys, I hey, guess we'll get to. I don't no, no, no. Describe, describe the movie, not the podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess we'll get to to Showgirls, but um, that may um just edge this out as me hitting it more. But this is really fucking close. I, I, okay. I, I, don't... I got towels. Anyways, continue. I was. I'm sorry. I kept interrupting. I just when he said everybody's stupid, it made me start thinking, and I realized that. Yeah, the the husband always behaves stupidly. Like he always makes the worst decision, explains it poorly, and then is like just super fucking aggro about it to her, and you just have no idea why they're together. But um everyone yeah. else, it's more just that they will believe whatever the previous person told them. Like Camila Mendez is like Oh, gee, I talked to the lawyer, and she thinks maybe my husband's double-crossing me, so clearly my husband's double-crossing me. Oh, I got home, and my husband said he's not double-crossing me, so clearly he's not double-crossing me. Like, it's... Everyone's so easy. Even the cop. Even the cop is so easily... Like, she just is like... Like, she's, like, so convinced that the husband had something to do with that fucking old robbery, and it's like... Why? Because he walked into your station and was like, hey, I did something with this old robbery. (laughs) Well, no, it's because he went to college with the robber. Not well, even the 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 fucking janitor at their college was the robber. Like, well, the dude, the dude, um, the bad guy, the the dude who's in Twilight or whatever, um, the one that shows up at the door and is pretending to be like the real estate salesman, Cam Gajandit, Cam or whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> is like Cam within three Gidgen. minutes. As I said, I'm like, this dude just ate a baby. Like he is the worst <laughs> human being on the planet, right? And well, I mean, that's it so goes and they go through all this shit like, oh, somebody called the house. We don't know who it is. Oh, all this shit happens. And then they reveal him to be the bad guy and they're shocked. And I'm like, they didn't fucking know this. <laughs> they didn't. This is a reveal in this movie. And then when she, when she says about how he like seemed so intimidating the second time and he seemed like right. he was up to something. And why didn't the She's like, I'm going to call the police. And the husband's like, don't. Why? Because the husband's the dumbest fucking character that's ever been written. No, no, let's just... No, don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it, babe. Don't worry about it. He's just knocking on your door and he's clearly going to stab you in the throat. It's fine. Yeah, everyone behaves... Like you said, I'm actually coming around to your point of view. Everyone behaves like an idiot. (laughs) Everyone is a fucking imbecile in this movie. Everyone, including the detective. Yeah. Right, I thought you were going to say including the pigeon, and then I was going to be like, hey. The only yeah. smart one's Elliot Gould because he fucking died. <laughs> I did like got this, out of this movie. I did like the scenes with Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould has been in some of my he's favorite movies. He's not great movies. in this movie, though. Even in this movie, he's not that And I love Elliot Gould, too. I adore that man. So I guess but even shitty even shitty, shitty Elliot Gould was better. And I, I don't... I don't think uh, Camilla, oh for sure. I don't think Camila Mendes is a bad actress, but like she's no L.A. Ghoul, you know. I, I I am willing to say that probably nobody in this movie is to blame for how fucking stupid or awful their character is. I I don't know. I I want to blame Usher Junior just because of Independence Day too. Uh, that's fair. But um, also I just realized why in my head I made the connection to Coyote Lake and the new Rambo movie. One because they're both pretty bad versions on a immigration topics but also because the mom in coyote lake is also in rambo and is rambo's maid 
Oh, that's right. She's the the one of the two. Non- I have not seen that Rambo movie, and I just love the idea that he has a fucking man. <laughs> yeah, it's well, one they... of the worst Rambo. It's real bad. It like it's gonna age as like it's gonna age as finely as that Afghanistan one. Like, it's... <laughs> well, no, it's gonna age worse because like at the time the Afghanistan one made some sense as opposed to right now that rambo movie is already the most racist piece of shit ever and like i say this as someone that loves stallone movies and i love all the four first rambo movies even the terrible one where he goes to myanmar um mm-hmm. but holy shit yeah that that rambo movie already has got the his like um niece who's hispanic and then he's got his maid who's hispanic and then every other hispanic person is the most evil bastard ever right in the movie <laughs> So I just um, Michael Scott directed this movie, and I just want to read <laughs> off some of his um, direct directorial gems. Um, <clears throat> 2019, My Mom's Letter from Heaven. 2018, <laughs> Christmas Lost and Found. 2018, <laughs> Christmas on Holly Lane. They deleted the Christmas scenes for this movie. Yeah, 2014, yeah, yeah. Heavenly Match. 2014, Apple Mortgage Cake, a TV movie. Wait, okay, what? What is what? Apple Mortgage Cake? I just spilled my wine everywhere. Oh my god, Apple That just sounds like they, they, they were playing apples to apples and picked out three <laughs> random fucking, you know, subject cards. Angela Logan is a single mother with three teenage boys, a completely chaotic life, and a house that's falling apart. The same house where she sat in the kitchen and as a child. Holy shit, this is long. And listen to her <laughs> gremlin stories about the joys of baking. Wait, now wait, wait. Base... Listen to her gremlins stories about baking? <clears throat> Grandmothers. Oh, gremlins. lost interest. Now with the basement flooded, the roof collapsing, a mountain of debt, and ten days to pay her mortgage, she suddenly realized... In taxes, in taxes, Angela risks everything and decides to bake her way out of her mess, selling her amazing apple cakes to save her family. <laughs> With okay. the help of strangers around the what? world who order her cakes, the Hilton, the Hilton Hotel, this is definitely produced by the Hilton Hotel, <laughs> that gives her a space to bake in, and CNN and MSBC and the Today Show and other media outlets that share her story. Angela proves that hard work and determination do pay off. Angela proves that. that the fake news companies, they always, <laughs> they always discredit hope, all the hardworking bakers. I, I, hope, I hope this... And the failing, and the failing Hilton hotels, <laughs> if they really, they really want a real hotel, they go to Trump Tower. <laughs> um, um, I, I gotta say, if this movie that we watched, Dangerous Lies, had ended with her using the money to open up a bakery without any... <laughs> predication yeah this is like 99 90, he has a lot of he has um 54 credits and i would say 30 of them are christmas hallmark movies what if this movie ended with like camilla mendez like showing up at the door of toby hooper and like just handing him money and being like <laughs> you must direct cats the musical oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think you mean Tom Hooper. Tom Hooper, yeah. Toby Hooper. Yeah. That <laughs> movie would have been amazing. Yes, though. yes. Oh my god! You know what should have happened is they should have given them given the money for fucking Cats the movie to David Cronenberg. <laughs> and that would I mean, have been they might as amazing. well. Wait, wait, wait. I was gonna say, do you think that the Cats movie could have had more body horror than it already? Yes, did? I think if yes, yes, if, if fucking Rum Tum Tigger had like a fucking <laughs> belly vagina that. Well, then it would by be directed way, by Clive if, Barker. If it had been Toby Hooper, um, he would have had fucking uh, Bill Mosley. Bill yeah, Mosley yeah. would have Bill Mosley would have been McCavity one hundred percent. Bill Mosley would have been McCavity. McCavity would have. He would have won the chainsaw comp. I mean, excuse me. He would have won the jellical competition by chainsawing all the other cats, <laughs> and then he would have gone. Well, I guess there's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> Jellicles. The cavity just spinning in the fucking middle of that fucking uh, that fucking <laughs> with a chainsaw over his head. Yeah, in the, yeah. of fucking... in the Jellicles of my life, man. Jellicles. Oh God. Um, Better Jason. movie for sure. One hundred percent better movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a Hallmark movie. Directed by Hallmark movie director and written by Hallmark. Well, that's all Netflix has right. been doing with their Christmas movies is just getting, like, Hallmark talent and, you know, well, yeah, but I mean, how many How many years be- until you think that idea switches from Hallmark to just being a Netflix movie? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I, a, Christ- cares, a, Christmas, like... a Christmas Prince is more popular than any Hallmark movie ever was. 
I mean, like, that's fine. Like, I don't, I'm not, like, saying shitty things about, like, it, it, they're just mediocre fucking pablum that you can just fucking sit and absorb during the holidays. Like, that's fine. And have in the background while you're decorating your tree, whatever. Like, but this, you can't apply that to a sexy erotic thriller about, I guess, maybe this is supposed to, not maybe this is an erotic thriller. But, like, I know, uh, I think you're right. They were trying to make it erotic. Yeah, and it's just not. It just all falls apart. It's neither it's, erotic. You can't apply that. You can't apply that mold to a thriller. Yeah. Like what? Are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, it's... you need some lewd lifetime energy mm. in this motherfucker. Yes. You know. Yes. Not Hallmark. Yeah. This movie. This this movie needed to star Rob Lowe. <laughs> <sighs> uh, no, nothing needs to star Rob Lowe. <laughs> well. I just remember there was a time like 10 years ago where he was in every single Lifetime movie. Yeah. So, Jason, where on the internet can we find you in the future? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Fucking bad attitude for you on Twitter.com, I guess. Okay, okay. You sound so sad to be plugging yourself. Yes, I am. I'm sad to fucking be plugging myself after talking about this movie. <laughs> Jason Drury is a very weird cat. Um, okay. Now let's hear from that the magical Mr. Dan Stoffelis, uh, who, uh, who once got me home after being extremely drunk in Chicago. And I want to say that um, we set up to watch, um, I guess, which is going to be a future episode of Showgirls. So It's going to be like two weeks from now. So like, Yeah. Um, so I had to tell my wife I was going to watch Showgirls, and... Um, the divorce papers are in. I'm just <laughs> That's what did it? I'm Not a, you being I'm on a, a Riverdale podcast for two years? <laughs> I think that was the straw that broke the camel, camel's back, honestly. <laughs> Fair. Uh, actually, it was Dangerous Lies. I was like, now I'm going to go upstairs and watch a movie called Dangerous Lies. <laughs> and she's like, um, I'm, I'm packing my bags. Um, <clears throat> Jason... I have met your lovely wife, and uh... <laughs> my children cannot sleep in a house where this is happening. <laughs> Danny, <clears throat> the magical Mister Dan Stoffelis. Um, yes. Where can we find you on this world wide web? And also, well, if you uh, um, if, just, speaking no, of no, Mister, no, 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 no. oh, before you me. before you get your plug in, I just had to say. Also, thank you for getting me home drunk that one time in Aww. Chicago. No worries. You're, you, I couldn't leave you to die. <laughs> Anyways, where can we <laughs> He would have been in 10 minutes in your attic looking to see what you have to fucking steal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that you died. You can't use the money now anyways. Oh, Why do you have keys I... up here? Why oh, are you locking what... your attic door? Oh, what will I do with all these Godzilla VHS tapes? <laughs> wow! Oh, what's that? These a Godzilla must be worth laser... thirty-five cents. Oh, what's that? A Godzilla laser disc? Oh, I'm sure that'll give me two heckin' pence on the dollar. <laughs> oh fuck! Is that like Canadian awesome. money? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of the American equivalent, which is Helen pence, we have heckin' pence in Canada. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you can, uh, when, when you were talking about Mr. Mistopheles, it reminded me this was a flashback, but you can fi- you can see more of me by going to my parents' house and watching the VHS of me in first grade singing the Mr. Mistopheles song. <laughs> oh, what? Um, I will be doing can that. I get it? Can I get that digitized? I will pay you a lot of money. Are you in money. costume? Yes. Yes, I'm in costume. Oh, holy <laughs> Fucking shit. Yes, Danny, I knew you were Mr. Mistopheles. I sing it to one. I, I have Danny. a cat that I'm a fostering named Moose, and I call him Mr. Mustopheles when I sing <laughs> to him. Like, I pick him up and I cuddle Danny. him, and I go, like, Ooh, Mr. Mustopheles. I have seen Andrew dressed as Reba McIntyre <laughs> singing the Reba song. I think the world needs, you know, Dan Mistopheles. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Actually, I can't remember whether the costume one was for Mistopheles or whether it was for McCavity, because I, I sang both of them when, you know, like, your teacher says, like, you have to memorize a poem, you know, like, in grade <laughs> school. And I was just like, fuck this noise, I'm doing a song from Cats. 
and I'm dressing up. Yeah. Everyone else was like, uh, I'm just going to read this fucking poem out of this book I found. And yeah. i dressed as a cat. Yeah. That was like, amazing. I don't know why it took me until I was in my mid 20s to realize I was bisexual because I should have realized McCavity, <laughs> <laughs> McCavity. There's no one like McCavity. <laughs> Suavity. Uh, oh, but if, if, you, if you want to hear more of me talking on the internet, you can listen to Thor's Hour of Thunder. That's hourofthunder.podomatic.com or just type Thor's Hour of Thunder into any podcatcher. And uh, for a while, we were the number one podcast in Wichita. Oh, nice. Wow, you can find that. I was about to say, like, I think we once made the, like, iTunes charts in, like, Uruguay. But, like, that's more impressive, I guess, Wichita. It was oh, just, we, we had one oh. week where, like, all our downloads were from Wichita. And we oh. were like, we've got to be the biggest Potomatic in Wichita. And then, it, and then, so we assumed it was just someone that, like, made a mistake and downloaded every episode. But then it, like, kept, hap- <laughs> it kept happening for years. Wow. And we were like, wow, we got, like, 30 or so listeners in Wichita. That's probably half their podcast market. <laughs> Well, you're the second most famous person from Wichita. The first one is BTK. Anyways, you can follow (laughs) us online at mpodcastm on Twitter or email us at milkshakesandmimosas at gmail.com. Thank you. Remember when they remember when they found the BTK killer because he asked them <laughs> if he could send them a floppy disk if it would allow them to find him and the police were like no it totally won't dude like tr- holding back their dude, laughter. I love okay so before I finish this outro Mind Hunter is like oh wait it got canceled didn't it yeah oh shit uh, okay anyways Mind Hunter was like leading to like a multi season arc with uh, BTK. That was going to end in the last episode with, hey, like, you can't track a floppy disk, right? Like, <laughs> it's, like, completely untrackable, right? Like, I'm, like, I'm like a genius. Like, I'm the Mr. McCavity of serial killers, right? Like, it's going to be fine. Like, you won't be able to track this, right? And, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, we don't even know what an internet is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just send it to us. Fucking moron. Uh, <laughs> you fucking suck, BTK. If you o- fucking fuck you. If only all multiple murderers had such hilarious endings. <laughs> Welcome to Milk <laughs> Gacy just left a fucking clown fingerprint on the McDonald's cup. No, no, no. He left, he left one of his clown shoes at the scene of the crime. I'm so, this is awful. <laughs> Hey, uh, McDonald's, I know you got Ronald, but hey, might add Pogo to the mix? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, I know too much about uh, (laughs) Gacy lived near where my grandma lived. I always meant to drive, but they tore down, they tore down the house, but I always meant to drive by just to, you know, Well, I mean, they had to dig those bodies up. (laughs) (laughs) Not a laughing matter, Danny. Anyway, Hope you guys have a great day. Fuck your cat. And uh, as always, a minute and 22 seconds. <laughs> uh, an hour at that. No, anyways, uh, anyways uh, have a durniful day. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>